Hello and welcome to Dyslexic episode 6. Today, court is in session because we have another theme park court episode. Today's debate is going to be is going to be between two major theme park chains, Six Flags and Cedar Fair. For those of you who don't know, Six Flags is a theme park chain with 23 parks in North America. And Cedar Fair is also a chain that has 13 parks across North America. Some notable Six Flags parks are Six Flags Over Texas, Six Flags Over Georgia, Darien Lake, New England, La Ronde, Great Adventures, St. Louis, Magic Mountain, etc. and so on. Um, and some notable Cedar Fair parks are Kings Island, Kings Dominion, Knott's Bray Farm, Carowinds, Valley Fair, Canada's Wonderland, and Cedar Point. So, with me today, I have Will. Hello. And Corey. Hello. Today, Will will be in favor of Six Flags, and Corey's going to be in favor of Cedar Fair. Uh, with a quick reminder, this theme park court uh, is a little bit different than other ones. Um, but it will be in three categories, just like the last one. The categories are going to be amount of parks owned, then notable records slash originality, and then operations and upkeep. And just a quick reminder, like I say on most episodes, dyslexic is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be serious. So please, we are all just debating for fun because we love these parks and we think they all deserve to be around. So... We're going to get started. Court is in session. Corey. Yes. <laughs> Corey. Yep. Tell us about the amount of parks owned by Cedar Fair. Okay, so Cedar Fair has 13 locations, like you said. Um, 12 of them are actual parks, and then they also have 12 water parks. They have one standalone water park, um, and they have one standalone amusement park. One, the uh, Gilroy Gardens does not have a water park with it, but altogether they do have 13 locations. And, um, yeah. Awesome. And, Will, how many parks does Six Flags have? So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, like you said, Scott, uh, Six Flags has 23 parks, um, mixing it up from theme parks to water parks. But their theme parks are Six Flags, Magic Mountain, Six Flags, Discovery Kingdom, uh, Over Georgia, Great America, America, New England, St. Louis, Great Adventure, um... Uh, Six Flags PS in Texas, over Texas, and then they have two uh, theme parks in um, international countries in uh, La Ronde in Canada and Mexico in Mexico City. And then they have two uh, upcoming parks that will be opening in China, Dubai. So, yes. Interesting. So, so far in section one round one whichever you want to call it it looks like six flags is winning because they do have more parks and they're expanding more uh they're expanding more out internationally which is interesting because i feel like cedar fair kind of gives this whole all-american park vibe where six flags is more of we're a thrill park and we'll go anywhere and everywhere to get Mm -hmm. you know to give you that thrill even though i'm for cedar fair i'll I'll agree with that it's it's true so yeah, see, like if you go to any Cedar Fair park, you're gonna get kind of like that old school all American vibe, which is really nice. It's fun. It's it's enjoyable to be. Um, imagine like a, a Main Street vibe at Walt Disney World or Disneyland, but throughout the whole park. It's great. Okay, now on to section slash round two. 
notable records and originality. Corey, you're up. All right. So uh, Cedar Fair has a few things um, that they've really introduced into the world. So I'm going to start by talking about a couple of their records that um, that are kind of notable. Uh, they do own the third oldest amusement park in the United States, which is Cedar Point. It was opened in 1870. Uh, the first being Lake Compounds. Um, I cannot remember the second one off the top of my head, but they do own the third oldest park in the United States. Um, they also had Cedar Point was also the first place to have a Giga. They were also the first place to have a Strata as well. Um, Kings Island also has a couple of records, one of them being uh, the longest inverted coaster, which is uh, Banshee, if you did not know that. And um, yeah, it's just uh, they've, you know, they've definitely Cedar Point's been their main uh, vessel of uh, records in the past and because Cedar, Cedar Point is their flagship park and it always will be um, but you know they've that's where all most of the records come from and as far as originality um, their most original thing that I'm going to give them is definitely Knott's Berry Farm uh, I think more of that has to do with the you know the old ghost town and stuff uh, that Walter Knott actually made himself and before Cedar Fair had bought the park but you got to give credit where credit is due because Cedar Fair has kept uh, Knott's Berry Farm in the ghost town area in its prime condition. And they've even added to it in recent years and really they've gone all out with keeping Knott's Berry Farm, Knott's Berry Farm. So uh, I've, I commend them highly for that. And um, yeah, so that's that's probably their most original thing that they've done as far as originality. And uh, those, yeah, so that's a couple records and a little bit of originality there for you. And uh, to kind of add on to that, uh, mm-hmm. I will say that I feel like Kings Island is a very original park. Yes, it does That's have a sister park with Kings Dominion, but the whole the whole concept of its areas or lands, if you will, mm-hmm. is very different from any other park that I've noticed, obviously, other than Kings Dominion, which is its sister park. Yeah, well, they were all used uh, to be owned by Taft, too, so they, they really... Right. They, they, they did have... They are quite more original than the other Cedar Fair parks. I'll give you that's very true. And the only other thing I'm going to add is obviously with Cedar Point because Cedar Fair. Cedar Point you can not only go to an amusement park and a water park but you can also go to a beach and I don't know what other amusement park you can go to a beach at. Just the pier parks I mean there might be a couple of them that I'm not thinking about. Uh, there is uh, Arnold's Park up in Iowa they, uh, they have a beach there with a the lake um, but it's not as it's not as grand as Cedar. Cedar Point's like, of course, you know, the, the Great Lakes are almost like oceans when you look out at them. So, right. Yeah, it makes it a totally different experience than just being on a regular lake. But, uh, yeah, that's very true. Awesome. Okay. And, Will, what about originality and notable records for Six Flags Parks? So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, one park, even though my home park is Six Flags over Georgia, uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain uh, does hold the record for roller coasters. Uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain has 19 roller coasters, uh, and that holds the world record for most roller coasters in an amusement park. And it also says that in 2017, the park had an estimated 3.3 million visitors, ranking it 16th in attendance in North America. So as you can tell, Six Flags Magic Mountain is one of the most popular parks in the Six Flags chain 
And for the originality, uh, now going back here to Georgia for Six Flags Over Georgia, um, one of the uh, coolest rides at the park is the Monster Mansion. If you've been on that, you know its history. Where back when it first opened, it was based on, it was originally called the Tales from the Okefenokee Swamp, which it was based on the, um, Song, the Song of the South. Like the Song Uncle of the Remus story yep, is like Brer Rabbit, it. Brer Bear, Brer Fox. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, before and then, Mountain. yep. And then, yeah, exactly. Before Splash Mountain. And then, of course, everyone knows. Uh, if you've seen Song of the South, you would know the huge controversy that is behind it. So then that's when they tra- uh, transformed Tales from the Okefenokee into the Monster Plantation, now the Monster Mansion. And it is one of the most original rides that I've ever been on. It's very fun, very original. And I um, I hope it stays at Six Flags Over Georgia for many years to come. So you know when I become a father I can introduce my kids to what I rode from when I was a kid so so yeah those are really good points and I also will do want to point out with this the original like the original Six Flags in Texas it was based on the six uh, different entity states that owned or governed tech Texas at one point or another, same with Six Flags Over Georgia. And I think that's a really interesting concept to go with your own state's history to create areas for your park, which again may not may not be there today, but I'm gonna give them that because you know it's 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 a it's a different concept to take you know the multiple governing systems of your state and put them in one theme park and trying to represent your state's history like that's extremely different for parks it's very it's oh, very yes. it's very commendable very yeah because you're not like basing it on like a movie or um or you know something that's the public domain you're basing it on your own state's history which is interesting so i will give them that for originality for sure and, and i would uh I just want to add on. I just want to add on, Scott, if you don't mind. Um, one cool thing about the Monster Mansion, if you go through the ride, uh, which if you see most rides now that have audio animatronics, you rarely hear them. But if you go through the ride on Monster Mansion, you can hear the air pistons move the audio animatronics, which is really cool to, you know, um, quote unquote, hear how the ride works. See, and okay, I will say that that's. It's pretty cool, especially for us three, because us three are really big theme park nerds and coaster nerds and ride nerds. Yeah, like we love theme parks, and like to hear how things work is amazing. I get that same feeling when I go in Country Bear Jamboree at Walt Disney World. Yes, I know it annoys people, but with me being such like an, an engineering set in mind, I love to hear and kind of work yep. out in my head how things work. And I love definitely that's great. Yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, now on to section slash round three, operations and upkeep. Corey, tell us about the operations upkeep of Cedar Fair Parks. Okay, so Cedar Fair, in my opinion, this is their number one class. Um, Cedar Fair operations are legendary, in my opinion. Um, If you've ever been to Cedar Point, 
this is that's their best example. Uh, they're here in the past year. They've actually had a little bit of struggle with keeping actual rides open. And uh, I get on Cedar Fair a little bit about being uh, the top throw dragsters closed a little bit more than it should be. So I'm giving a little flack on that. But I will say though, as far as operations on their actual rides, when it, they're all working, is phenomenal. Uh, you'll never like, for example, go to Kings Island. The Vortex will never be running with less than three trains. And same with the Beast. I've seen the Beast. I don't think I've ever seen the Beast run with less than three trains. And, they, and that's just that's just a testament to their operations. And it's always the, the, their focus is always. 100% on capacity and getting, you know, fluidity, you know, in the park to make sure that guests are having a good time. And even if the park is packed, that even if you get in a two-hour line, it's not just going to be a standstill line. You'll be moving, even though it's, if it's two hours, at least, you know, a line that moves is so much better than a line that just you just sit there like, excuse me, but Six Flags has a lot of one-train operations a lot. Um, I will, I got to throw that in there, a little shade. But uh, now I won't say Cedar Fair is not perfect. Uh, Knott's Berry Farm has this issue uh, where when it's less crowded, they run one train on all their stuff. And it really hinders the experience because you could have like a not crowded day. And when you have the one train operations, it can uh, it can really, you know, make it more crowded than it actually is. It's make it seem more crowded. Uh, but in general, I think Cedar Fair is on top of their game on operations. And I think they really know what they're doing. And uh, as far as upkeep, um, I will say that pretty much, in my opinion, I think most Cedar Fair parks are completely clean. Um, they're, uh, they're not so much into gardening and stuff. Uh, King, King, Kings Island, I think, is probably one of the better parks. Uh, Knott's Berry Farm is nice, but it's a little bit more, um, the landscaping is just a little different. Whereas I think Kings Island's landscaping is, is really, really, um, like the, the places where they actually have really nice landscaping, it does look really nice. And, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the cleanliness of the parks. I, I've never had an issue of cleanliness at a, at a Cedar Fair Park. So so I think uh, I think both get an A-plus from me in that category. That's awesome. Okay, and Will, operations of upkeep for Six Flags Parks. So, um, so for operations and keep-up at Six Flags over Georgia, they, <clears throat> they do a really decent job in keeping the park clean and... Uh, Every time I went out there, they always made announcement to, um, you know, try to keep the park clean, and uh, which is really good. Um, operations, uh, they could um, like get everyone in their seats on the on the roller coasters a little bit quicker, um, but uh, that's the only flaw I have uh, with that. Like uh, they they take a little while to you know. Uh, load the train and get it out of the station on time uh and then um also uh i don't know um i'm sure if this i'm sure this has nothing to do with it but uh uh cory quick question does cedar fair parks uh cedar parks fair cedar park cedar fair parks serve alcohol correct in their parks yes yes okay um at Six Flags, Six Flags Over Georgia. They have designated uh, drinking areas, and you cannot take your alcohol with you around the park. Um, if you buy your alcohol at one certain spot in the park, you have to stay in that one area until you're finished. And there's security at each uh, alcohol point uh, to make sure to stop you from taking your alcohol into the parks. 
which I think that's a really I, smart idea. I think on that's their part. Honestly, I, had, I really like that. I had no idea that that's fantastic. I think that's a fantastic idea that make sure people aren't walking around with their alcohol. I actually really like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, uh, of course, at like uh, Universal, you can take your alcohol and walk around the park with it, but. Uh, I give props to uh, Six Flags, uh, and I'm sure they do it at their other parks, but I'm not sure. But uh, I know it's Six Flags over Georgia. That's that's a great idea on their part to have security at uh, each alcohol place that sells the drinks. So. Well, I want to say this, too. Um, I don't mean to cut you guys off. I just wanted to say uh, Six Flags over Georgia is, is a super fine example of a Six Flags park. I, that park, um, it's in my top three Six Flags Parks as far as my favorite so that that's one thing that I'm, I think it's cool that that's your home park because uh, Georgia's definitely one of the better ones I, I think they have good stuff they have really good policies and everything there mm-hmm. yeah and uh, also um, like I said earlier they uh, try they uh, do their very best to keep the park clean like uh, you don't see any garbage can in the park overflowing with garbage you don't see that uh, and then also, of course, at, you know, at any other theme park, they have uh, <clears throat> cleaners walking around the park, cleaning, make sure no one leaves trash. And so, yeah. I'll agree. As Georgia does a great job at that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So before I make my decision, I'm going to let each person have some rebuttal on the other person's parks. So, Corey, have any complaints on Six Flags uh, in any way? Okay. I only have one that comes to mind, and that is – see, this is where I was – that's why I had to – I was I should have saved it for this, but um, uh, I popped in and talked about Georgia being my one of my favorites, and it is. Um, I think other Six Flags parks fall short of what Georgia does. Um, there's only a few, like – People absolutely love Great Adventure, and for me, Great Adventure is one of the worst Six Flags parks for operations, and this the straight the vibe the park has, and a lot of people are going to hate me for saying that, and sorry that I, if I caused any controversy by saying so, but it's what it, it like. You, you take a look at Great Adventure; they have wonderful rides, and they you know they have, they're fantastic as far as that goes. But their their operations. Um, my point here. Let me get my my whole point is. There's certain Six Flags parks have better operations than others, and I wish it was a little bit more uniform. Because in my opinion, uh, Cedar Fair's operations and upkeep are very uniform across all of their parks. Where I think Six Flags suffers a little bit, and I think they cater to some of their some of their larger, more um, popular parks. Whereas Georgia isn't the biggest park, but they, I really, they really take care of that park, and I, you know, I commend them for that because they really do. Like I said, they could have, you know, you're talking about Monster Mansion, they could have got rid of that a long time ago. So I, I, I give Georgia a pass on a lot of things because they're just, they feel like they, their management's a little bit different. But uh, Six Flags isn't completely uh, flush across the board as far as their, uh, their uh, you know, their operations. And that, that's probably my one big complaint is I, I wish they were a little bit more consistent. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's kind of how I feel about Six Flags Parks. I also, you know, Anytime I do see a Six Flags Park in a video or see photos, I usually see some kind of like trash or dirtiness on trains of the coasters or rides. Well, which... see, that's what, I, and that's what I'm getting at. Like, 
there's a lot of Six Flags parks like that have that issue, but there's a few of them that really don't. Uh, even Magic Mountain being my favorite Six Flags park, Six Flags Magic Mountain is much dirtier than, say, Georgia. Uh, and in my opinion, one of the least people's least favorite Six Flags parks, St. Louis. St. Louis has always been very good uh, as far as that kind of stuff. And I don't think it gets commended enough for what kind of park it actually is. Um, but no, there's just, there's a certain times that like people will just, uh, I, I, I hate to say it this way, but like some of the people that go to these parks, they don't care about, uh, the, the environment. They're very, I don't want to call them punky, but they, they you know, they, they, the Cedar Fair has this problem too, where the, the people, there's just, there's just certain people that don't care. Even Disney Universal have this problem. I'm sure you guys have ran into, you know, people at parks and you're just like, what are these people thinking? And I think that that leads to some of that too, because you know the, the the sweepers and stuff they can't they can't get to every little piece of trash in the in the park. You know, it's not like a right. You know, like you know they can't just magnetize to every little thing. But so sometimes right. you just, sometimes I think you just catch a bad time. But you know they, you know. It, but I, that's why I said I give some Six Flags parks they 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 really do well, and some are really struggling. Like Six Flags America struggles with that quite a bit. They that park's a little you know on the grungier side i hate to say it like that but it's just just the way it is you know see and like i i think that's fair because um you know as theme park fans even though we're bigger fans than other people because everybody has what they're really into and me Mm -hmm. and the people i have on this podcast we always are big fans of theme parks and amusement parks and that's just what we love and i think it's fair to want more out of a park than what you're getting. I as as in like I think it's fair to want it to to want the park to hold itself to a higher standard than some sometimes what they do. And yeah, you, I think you that said it per- go, it's, yeah. yeah, I think that can go perfect. across with Six Flags and Cedar Fair parks. Yep. Um but yeah, uh, something else I'm not a big fan of with six, six flag parks is I don't like the advertisements on trains. I get it. Oh. Great way to make money. I yeah, they make it. easy. That's easy money for them for it's sure. Easy money. It's like it's like an ad on a park bench or a bus. But that's also a bad thing. It's like an ad on a park it, bench or a bus. It could do. It could. They could do better with some of their advertisements. Like I've seen some. Uh, like I think there was a. What was it? Um, one of the boomerangs here recently. Just I think it was Discovery Kingdom. They made the boomerangs left and right Twix, like, you know, the design. Um, right. And then, like, they did that Kia Soul on El Toro at the Great Adventure. Not too, that was, I don't think they're doing it now, but for a little while, they had a Kia Soul on this. Like, they made the El Toro trains look like a Kia Soul. And I'm just sitting there, like, El Toro is supposed to be, a, you know, like a, a bull, like a wild bull ride. Like, you're just kind of ruining the, you know, the theming of the Mexican area there, the Spanish area. Um, right. You know, putting a Kia Soul advertisement on the side of your train. That, that, I agree with you on that. I didn't even think about that one. Um, and the last, like, slight point I have about Six Flags uh, is that their originality, I mean, some of the parks have great originality. Like you said, Georgia, they have, they have Monster Mansion, and there's other parks that have all these great rides and history that are so different and unique. And then some parks, you know, there's some rides you can go and you can, like, I used to make a joke with some of my uh, old friends who also like theme parks, um, you know, uh, do you want to go on Batman the Ride? And everybody would say, which one? Or like, do you want to go on Goliath? And everybody would say, which one? Yeah. Because there's always a Goliath. There's always a Batman the Ride. There's always a mm-hmm. joke or something. 
Well, I, I do. I want to say something too. I know I'm supposed to be doing the Cedar Fair thing. Um, I don't mean to get off topic, but I will. I just wanted to say Cedar Fair has its issues too. Oh, um, most definitely. They, they might seem like the, the trimmed up business suit of the amusement park industry, but uh, Cedar Fair is a very, very business oriented company. Mm-hmm. And them and Six Flags both have the issue of caring about the bottom line more than they should. Don't get me wrong. This is their businesses. Like that's, that's, that is what they are at their core. But you have to care about your park and your customers first, because to me, those are the number one things. If you don't do that first, then you're going to lose business over time because when you take care of your customers and when you take care of your park, when you actually care about what's going on, I think that leads to more success than just caring about what the bottom line is. And Cedar Fair is really guilty of that many times. For example, Michigan's Adventure is the most neglected park I've ever seen in my life. And I absolutely feel horrible for the people that live up there because they deserve such a better home park than they get. And they have fantastic coaster shivering timbers up there, but they haven't gotten a ride in over like 10 years now. You know, a coaster, yeah. actual coaster. And that... And it, that that, is, that's definitely a big problem for Cedar Fair is like, yeah. like, like what you said. And now, now there's we're, favoritism. Know, there's yeah. a lot of favoritism going on. Like now we're going into Will's territory. Cause so will, if you have anything you want to yeah. add, uh, for either park that you have complaints, please feel free to jump in. But like for Cedar Fair, I think that, I, I think that's a big thing is like, like you said, they're both businesses. Yes. All yeah. theme, all theme and parks are businesses. They're businesses. But you're also in the business of entertainment mm-hmm. and of excitement. And you can't let that slip away for the bottom line of the dollar. Because yep. if you do that, then you're not running your business correctly. You're running more of a, like, you know, you, you might as well turn the park into a, you know, a, a big building with multiple offices and just, cubicles. Yeah, just, turn it into, of, just turn it into a corporate yeah. palace. Yeah, yeah, turn it, yeah, exactly. Better word. Corporate palace instead of a place for fun entertainment and memories are made and people take these places too hard i think a lot of times some parks forget that including cedar fair like you said they they neglect a lot of their parks and that's not okay because you know uh it's like boom king's island boom king's island boom uh cedar point boom cedar point boom king's dominion boom knott's berry boom carowinds but it's like michigan adventure or world of fun valley fair valley fair you know with What's they get neglected. There? They get neglected. They do. And we and will like like you were talking about. You know, people have these emotional connections with these parks, and I don't know if these some of these companies think about this. Like, like you were talking yourself, will about um, how like how much of a you know a childhood connection you have to you know Six Flags over Georgia, and like that. Like sometimes I don't think Six Flags might they might not you know they might not even think about people like that. They might they might. I'm not saying they don't. But I think that they think about their business side more, and that's that's like I said, that's the fault of both. But yeah, will you if you want, you could like you said, you uh, you had a you have a major childhood connection to over Georgia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yep, so sure like, well, what are like your some complaints about either park, honestly? Because I'm I, I'm I'm trying to get the pros and cons out for both parks. So I don't have any pros and cons for any Cedar Fair parks because I have not visited any of them. That's fine. That's uh, which I do want to, Scott. You know what I'm talking about. I want to take a trip out to Knott's Berry Farm one day. Mm. Voice trip. <laughs> All right. 
that's that's the one to go to. I really, I mean, I'm not joking. That's besides Cedar Point, like that's it's not. I would go to Knott's Berry Farm over Cedar Point personally, and I did just say that. I, I Knott's Berry Farm's a better park. Don't don't shoot me. <laughs> Blasphemy. <laughs> um. So for Six Flags over Georgia, um, of course, I when I was a kid, I remember they used to have awesome rides like uh the free fall and uh the looping starship and um the bat uh well wait a minute. i wasn't born yet when i was around but they did have a batman stunt show in the access theater in gotham city which is really cool but i didn't get, um and then they did have a um a dive show called Mermaids and Mariners, uh, a dive show. It was yeah. in uh, a theater called Mariners Cove. After that show had closed down, that theater had been sitting right in literally, you saw it falling apart. Like you could see like the roof just collapsing in. Mm. And it got, it just got so bad. Like if you rode the sky buckets, you could see like, um, like oh, so much pine straw like covering where the pool used to be and like you could see like the roof and light you can see the set like the set was just falling apart from just it being just from it sitting there for all those years after just, the show closed it just kind of got left there to rot huh yep and then they finally tore it down and that's where they put the DC Super Friends area so, um, which it really sucked. Well, that really sucked. It stunk to see that, you know, theater go because I love the Mermaids and Mariners uh, dive show. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in this day and age of theme parks, you guys can add on to this if you want. Shows like a dive show, like with a pool where you, they jump off a diving board or a stunt show those are becoming very rare in these in these theme park days because one stunt shows cost so much money to run i mean that's i mean water world has been around for has been possibly like the one of the last living stunt shows in theme parks is because universal has the money to keep it up but i mean you rarely see that's why the wild wild west stunt show universal closed because it got too expensive and so, but like I said, stunt shows and dive shows are becoming a rare thing in theme parks now. So it really sucked to see the Mermaids and Mariners dive show leave. See, yeah, that's fair. Because Holiday World, which is my home park, which is I was in ready, Indiana, I was ready they to say. have a dive show. And it, I, I can tell you for a fact, when I was younger, that theater was constantly packed. And now it's not as packed, but you still have a large amount of people going to see it and it's a great show and well, it's one of the most entertaining offerings show wise at the park in my opinion well in, in live action shows you know in general are kind of dying off for more automated things and it's it's not terrible in all situations um as you know I don't know if you guys don't know I'm a huge horror makeup show fan I absolutely adore that show yes. and things like that um i think in the in the future i i really hope not but i feel like things like that are going extinct and as you said will you know you just you kind of feel like them type of stunt shows live action 
just different, you know, having actual live actors is, is it makes a difference. And I think them shows are going the way of the dodo, and it just it really bothers me. And I, I agree with you with that. I um, I, I wish these parks, Cedar Fair or Six Flags, uh, you know, I, the, they're already strapped for money because they do spend a lot. Like they don't make half as much money as the big theme parks do. Um, I would like to see more live entertainment as far as uh, uh, they do have like, you know, I'm not saying they don't have live entertainment, but you were talking about stunt shows and things of that variety. You just don't, you don't really see that too much. At Most Six of the Flags. live entertainment at Six Flags or Cedar Fair, both is usually some kind of campy, kitschy yeah. singing M- show with music low budget stage. Yeah, like a music performance with, with basically teenage, you know, singers and stuff. And there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. No, it's there's always, nothing. You know, like, it's a great job for, like, theater mm-hmm. kids and theater majors in college and yep. high school. Like, it's great. But, but they, need, they need more. Like, they need... need variety. Um, do you remember... Uh, Scott, I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember when they did that stunt show at the Water Tower over there in Action Zone? Do you remember no, that? I, see, I had not been to King's Island until oh, the last okay. couple of years. But I know the stunt show you're talking about. You know what I'm and, talking like, about? And, like, that's so interesting. And, like, King's Island, which is... I think this is a really interesting... Specifically, King's Island... Mm-hmm. because that's where I have experience most, is they have, like, Cirque du Soleil-style shows every summer. They do. And yep. they are always extremely entertaining because it's such a different experience that I don't think I can get it at any other park. Yep. Like, you can't even get it. You can't even get it down in Orlando anymore. Right. Uh, Until they Yeah, they've been... Cirque du Soleil's been closed for so long at Disney Springs now, so... True. And... Which they are, they are getting a new show, and it's going to be are. more Disney-like. But still, that's still an extra charge for yep. an actual permanent I'll, Cirque show compared to going to a park, paying the flat rate fee to go inside and seeing a Cirque show. Well, I was going to say that's the big difference is it's included. Um, that, that makes a big, that makes a huge difference as far as price, because you know, you, it's same thing with like when you go to Kings Island's Haunt. Kings Island's Haunt is included in your admission. You know, yes. you can oh, stay all God. day and stay all night, whereas you aren't paying, you know, $100 to go into Halloween Horror Nights, which I, I can't compare. The, the the two can't be compared. They're totally different, you know, as far as they're the level com- of... They're completely different, but both enjoyable. Yeah, they're very both enjoyable. But see, that's what you got. You got to take into the fact that it's included with your admission. That's part of yeah. the experience. You know, you're, you're not Same having with, like, to pay Winter extra. Fest or, you yep. know... Uh, at, uh, or Christmas in the park at Six Christmas Flags. in the parks, or yep. you know anything else related hey, to holidays. Hey, Will, did have you did you ever do Christmas in the park in Georgia? Holiday in the park. Holiday yeah, in the sure park. Did. Yeah, see, I'm my bad. Holiday in the park. So how was <laughs> how do they do there? Do they do it there? I mean, do they do it good? Uh oh yes. Um, the first time they did it, which I think was 2014, was the first year they did Holiday in the Park. Mm-hmm. I was absolutely blown away by how beautiful it was around the park. Like, I mean, yeah, I've I've never I had never done Grinchmas at Universal, oh, but Lord. doing Holiday, in, like, just just yeah. seeing how beautiful the park looks at night with the Christmas lights, it makes it even it make it it made it. I was just blown away by it. Well, the, See, and I can say the same thing about Winterfest at Kings Island. I went yep. to the first year it came back in, was it eight, 2018? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I went so. during Era 2018. 20, yeah. 
I think it was yeah. 2018, 20, 2017, 2017, 2018, whatever year it came back, I went and it legitimately brought a tear to my eye because it yep. was so beautiful and magical. And I would, I would say, like, I would, I think I might prefer to go to that over the Christmas party at Magic Kingdom only because, wow. yes, and I, I'm going to be bold. Only That's very bold. And I, I've never been to the Christmas party. I will full disclosure that. But seeing videos of that compared to Kings Island, like Kings Island, no, they don't have a parade. No, they don't have special fireworks. But they do have all these characters that in- evoke Christmas yeah, the, in my yeah, heart. Yeah, the Jack like, Frost. And Jack Frost like and like a Snow Queen. And they have like this peppermint people and Ebenezer Scrooge and Bob Bob Marley. That's not his name. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> not Bob Marley. Buff, Buffalo Soldier <laughs> in the heart of a man. But um, Marley, Scrooge's. Uh... <laughs> Marley, oh my god. Marley, Scrooge's uh, assistant. Like, they have all these characters and they have like the Ten Soldiers yeah. and the Rat King. And it's just, it's so interesting. And if you think we're off topic, we're not this is the first time i think we've ever been on topic but it sounds off topic because yeah. this all goes into the parks debate well and, and it's too that's too that's a positive for both six flags and cedar fair they both have very positive uh you know uh, events for halloween christmas they have very good special events they do so that's that's a positive for both of the yeah things. that's a big plus for both compared to like operations and upkeep that we were uh, yep. You know, not ragging on, but give, giving our opinions on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think when it comes to both parks or both chains, as it were, they both have extreme ups and extreme downs. Yep. And I think that's why me, as this uh, legal judge who went to Harvard <laughs> and graduated with a woman named Elle Woods, who was valedictorian, even though I should have been. I said that last episode. I'm still, you know, a little. And she and she, and she had a little chihuahua with her. Yeah, <laughs> and I wasn't allowed to have a goldfish in my dorm, so like, whatever. Oh my gosh! But besides the point. How horrible! I know. Whatever. She got a movie or something. Nobody cares. <laughs> um, and a musical, and like everything else. But you know, me being this judge, I think it's difficult because. I can't fully judge either because yes, I have been to a Cedar Fair Park, but I haven't been to all of them, and I haven't been to any Six Flags parks unless you count Kentucky Kingdom, except that's after Six Flags. You know, that's pat. You know, after Six Flags, well, let it go. You remember when I talked about up Six Flags parks that kind of got neglected and they, they didn't? Yeah, do, yeah. Six, Kentucky Kingdom was one of those parks, so you know, you you did just fine not going there uh, when it was Six Flags. <laughs> you did just fine, so don't don't even don't even include that. <laughs> You know what? Speaking of that, that's a good point. Um, from as far as my history goes, Six Flags has lost more parks than Kentucky Kingdom has Well, with their major Monopoly buy-ups of local parks. The biggest issue with that is the fact that Six Flags was bought out by Premier Parks early. And when, right, when Premier right. Parks took over, Premier Parks had no idea what they were doing. And they bought way too many parks and they lost half of them by the end of the decade. So like, It'd, it'd be like me buying Cirque du Soleil and being like, well, I went to school for teaching, so good luck. Good luck. No, for real, like, 
Premier Parks was the worst thing to ever happen to Six Flags, especially when you take go back and you look at their early days with over Texas and Georgia and the Astro World. Six Flags was on a roll. R.I.P. Astro World. Exactly. Rest in peace for sure. Uh, when you look at those days, Six Flags was on a roll, man. They were awesome, and that's to me that's why I think Georgia's one of the better parks is because it has that history to it. Um, I don't care as much for over Texas, but I have my own reasons for that. We I won't get into all that. But um, I miss Astro World deeply, and I just I just remember those days. I, you know, I've watched documentaries and stuff about old Six Flags. And I think, like I said, my point was I think Premier Parks was the worst thing to ever happen to them. Six Flags completely went, took a nosedive when that happened, and here in recent years they've actually been climbing the lift hill again. And uh, I will say that I've noticed that Six Flags are doing better. They are, and I'm gonna give them that. Now they've 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 got back up the hill. They're they're definitely on their way up. Uh, they've been they've re- they reached rock bottom at one point. They really did. Um, yeah. And I'll never forgive them for what they did here here in the uh, here for at Kentucky Kingdom. I'm I'm very biased about that. Just like I'll never. Oh, it was it was rough. It was. They didn't even. I'm not trying to get nasty, but like when they left, they didn't even flush the toilets. Like that's how bad it was. Like who does that? Like come on now, you know when they when when Holiday World was going to come in and make a bluegrass boardwalk, they they had to go and investigate. Man, it was just nasty. Six Flags left that park in a mess. That was just messed up. Uh, just like Cedar Fair, I will never forgive Cedar Fair for Geauga Lake because Geauga Lake was originally owned by Six Flags. Cedar Fair bought the park, and as soon as they bought that park, they never had any intention of running that park. They wanted to close it down and have people go to Cedar Point, and that was their goal. As soon as they bought it, I'll never forgive them for that. So, but like like I was saying earlier, both parks have 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 their really deep faults. Um, none of them are clean. They, 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 people might think Cedar Fair is cleaner than Six Flags, but they just have a nicer exterior. I'll put it that way. Yeah, and I think that's a very fair point. Um, because neither one are neither one are squeaky clean with nope. distance practices at all. And but I will say this: for both parts, the biggest thing that comes out of them that is a plus for me, and this is gonna sound so tacky mm-hmm. and cliche and annoying, but the biggest thing that comes out is. Even though we as theme park fans have our biases to which company is better or which company we prefer, every park that's owned by each company brings so much joy to so many people. Agreed. And it's such a different joy than like, uh, you know, a, a Disney World or a Universal or, you know, any other large chain. I mean, th- these are these are some of the largest. The, these are like the like the Disney Universal debate that most people in the U.S. would know theme park fan or not Cedar Fair and Six Flags they are like the the little brothers to both or little sisters or little non-binary whatever you want to call it because we're all inclusive here at Dyslexic but they are the the little siblings to those parks in as in their 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 chain status as a park yep but they are they both bring such a different kind of joy than a larger park can because you have that leeway to be original and create like original characters or like try something different. Well, that's, that, that's where Hershen comes in with Dolly Parton and uh, Silver Dollar City, Dollywood. Hershen, right. Hershen has that market locked down in originality. That's a whole other episode though. I'm not going to get into oh, that. Oh, they sure do. <laughs> but yeah. 
So, with that being said, I am going to make my final decision in this theme park court case. Oh boy. And I am going to say the winner of this case is... Thank you. Cedar Fair. I'm giving it to Cedar oh. Fair for their upkeep and operations and for their a little more leeway for, with originality. I'm going to give them that. Yes, they have done shady business practices, so as Six Flags, but I'm giving Cedar Fair the benefit of the, benefit of the doubt a little bit more than Six Flags All right. because they are doing, they are, they have a slight foot up, just a very slight foot up over Six Flags. So, Cedar Fair wins this court case. Congratulations, Cedar Fair. Woohoo! And, woo-hoo. <laughs> and with that being said, uh, Corey, do you have any plugs? Um, I do YouTube. You can follow me on my um, on my YouTube if you want. Uh, it's just Corey C O R E Y Mathery M A T H E R Y. Just my name. Uh, you know, and I have a Twitter. Same, just at Corey Mathery. You can check me out on there too. Those are the two things I use the most. I also use Instagram, daily daily theme park photos. You can check me out on there if you want to. And Will, what about you? So you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HHNDog. That's D-A-W-G. Uh, and I also have a YouTube channel that's under the same name. So if you go to my Twitter bio, the link to my channel will be right there in my Twitter bio. So you can check out my videos. I'm honestly, I'm not that great of a youtuber i will say that um but but yeah if you uh if you want you can subscribe to my channel for halloween horror nights videos uh q a videos uh move some movie reviews not many but uh but yeah like i said i'm not that good of a youtuber but if you want you can still check out my channel and uh yeah that's it before I do my plugs, that is not fair for Will to stay, and I'm going to shove this in his face. <laughs> it is not fair for him to say he's not a good YouTuber. He has great content that I think more people should check out, as does Corey, because I think they both deserve to climb that YouTube ladder. I was say, Will. Both of their content genuinely entertains me, and I don't create YouTube content. I do a podcast because I can do YouTube. It's not my judge. If you watch Drag Race, you know what that means. <laughs> but they both have great content. And I highly suggest you to either subscribe or at least check them out. Well, I was going to say, Will, Will, you're being a little modest about your YouTube channel. I think you do pretty pretty good content, man. Well, thank you. And I, and I think you do great as well, Corey. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you all around. Thank you, Scott, too, for your kind words. You yes. are welcome. Thank you, Scott. And this is not me saying that just because I'm their friend. Right, because I am their mm-hmm. friend. Sure, I'm friends with anybody who's sure. been on this podcast. I'm not gonna lie to y'all, <laughs> but wow, <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, who else am I gonna ask on here? People I don't know. <laughs> we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> Dyslexic exposed. Oh no. <laughs> oh, but yeah, my plugs. Uh, obviously dyslexic this podcast that you're listening to right now you can listen to it on spotify anchor google podcast pocket cast breaker overcast radio public and stitcher and now apple podcast and i say that obviously you're listening to on one listening to this on one of them but if you have something that you'd rather not pay for you can go to the other ones um 
you can follow me on Twitter at uh, ScottR021. Uh, or you can just search Dyslexic and you'll find me because I'm the only person who really has that name. And then you can look me up on Instagram at Dyslexic96. I post a lot of photos of Disney Universal. Some throwback photos are coming up soon. And that's about the limit of my content that I create. So, I hope that you all had a fantastic time listening to this debate. Uh, If you like this episode, check out episode 1 through 5 on any of the aforementioned uh, podcast apps. And for now, please keep all hands, arms, and legs, and feet inside the ride at all times. And enjoy your ride on Dyslexic. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. And we'll see you in the doghouse. Oof.